0: listening to the Top Knots and Double Shots podcast, where we believe every woman deserves to be happy, healthy, and totally fulfilled. We're breaking through the mom guilt, quitting that negative self-talk, and diving into how to find your joy, your passion, and your tribe. I'm your host, Amanda Masterson, so throw your hair into a top knot, grab a cup of coffee, and let's chat. Hello. And welcome back to the podcast, guys. It's Amanda. I am your podcast host and mompreneur coach. And so today, I'm going to talk to you about quitting. And tell me, be honest, what did you think about the title, right? We're going to normalize quitting and even celebrate it? Like, am I crazy? Have I lost my mind? Because here's the thing. I know you were probably taught not to quit, right? Like winners never quit, quitters never win. But today, I wanna talk to you about how that advice is completely wrong, okay? Because the truth is, if you don't learn to quit and quit often, then you are probably going to find that you never reach your goals and dreams in life. You need to actually start quitting in order to reach your dreams. Now, hang with me because I am not completely crazy. I have not lost my mind. But here's the thing. We live in a culture that does not praise quitting. Nobody walks around boasting about how they just quit something. We've been taught that the only real way that you fail is if you quit, right? We've heard the advice, get back up, try again. We've heard the sayings of winners fall down 75 times, but get up 76 times. We believe that quitting is for losers or for the unmotivated or for the lazy. Success comes with persistence, right? Well, today we are going to talk about how that advice and those beliefs are actually not serving you and your business and your life because strategic quitting is actually the secret to success. Reactive quitting, right? And that's when we quit when it's painful or when it's just too hard to stick it out. So reactive quitting and serial quitting, that's what all of that good natured advice was actually talking about. Those are the times where you shouldn't quit. So then the question becomes, how do we know what to quit? and when to actually quit it? How do we learn to quit the wrong stuff in our lives while we stick with the right things? And I want you to get really, really honest with yourself for just a minute. What is the last thing that you thought about quitting? Now, I work primarily with mompreneurs in the network marketing space. And for them, the question that I ask is, have you thought about quitting your business? And I know many of you have. You have had some of these thoughts that I'm going to share run through your mind at least once, if not multiple times. So here are the thoughts, right? This isn't nearly as profitable as I thought it was going to be when I started. Or maybe you thought something like, this is actually way more work than I ever anticipated. Or maybe you just feel stuck. Maybe you feel like you're not growing, you're not getting anywhere. Maybe you feel like this isn't the job for you because you really hate feeling salesy or spammy. Have you ever had the thought cross your mind like everyone else seems like this just comes so naturally to them? Why am I even bothering? Sometimes you wonder if I stick this out, is this ever going to amount to the time freedom, the financial freedom that I'm chasing? Or am I just allowing this business to steal my time and steal my memories and steal my sanity? Or maybe we have had thoughts around, I want to quit. But if I do, I'll be letting down all of my customers and all of my team members. Or maybe you're just afraid of having other people laugh at you. These thoughts, they are all very common thoughts along any journey of an entrepreneur. Yet we feel so isolated when we think them. We feel so isolated, in fact, that we often don't even allow them to escape our lips. We keep them stuck in our heads because we feel like we are betraying our dreams, maybe betraying others. And so the question is again, should you quit? What should you quit? When should you quit? And let me tell you, I started off my entrepreneur journey in the online health coaching space. And along the way, I felt all of those feelings. I had all of those thoughts. And now for me, I was blessed to have an amazing upline. And so it was pretty easy for me to get the coaching that I needed to be able to overcome these thoughts. But then I evolved. And one decision, one path led me to another, and I ended up in a life coach certification program, right? And then I went on to get my master life coach certification. And that's when I found myself at a crossroads. I was ready to start my own coaching business, yet I was so scared to quit my health coaching business. Could I do both? All of those thoughts that I just shared kept playing over and over and over again in my head. Because here's the thing, I have been raised to never quit. Even when I was in college, I found myself in a major that honestly, I hated. And I remember talking to my dad and he said this, you started this and you're gonna finish it, Amanda. If you don't want to work a day of your life in dental hygiene when you're done with school, you don't have to, but we don't quit. And so that right, along with many of the other experiences throughout my entire childhood, right, that reinforced the idea that we don't quit, they kept me stuck in limbo between my two businesses for way too long. And the decision to either quit or to stick it out, it occupied most of my mental space for way too long. Now, at the time, I didn't understand the difference between strategic quitting versus reactive quitting, I just thought quitting was quitting. Quitting was failing. Like quitting was lazy. And so I finally made the decision to quit in a sense. I quit taking on new customers, new clients. I quit building a team. I'm still supporting my existing clients, but I can tell you that on the other side of that decision to quit, I am more balanced. I have more joy. Like I'm living in my zone of genius and in my purpose, which has resulted in me being just overall happier. And guess what? I'm spending less time on social media while my business grows faster than I could have ever imagined. And so how can you determine if you should strategically quit or if you should stick it out? Well, that's exactly what I'm gonna share with you right now. And it's really pretty dang simple. Because most situations in life are defined by two curves. One curve, you should quit. And one, you should either never start or you should stick it out. And so let's talk about that thing that you should just go ahead and quit. And so let me also say that a lot of the information that I'm about to share with you, it came from a book and the book is called The Dip and it's by Seth Godin. And I 110% recommend that you go out and you get this book and you read it for yourselves. It is such a short read, but I am telling you, it has impacted my life almost more than anything else. So let's talk about the two curves. The first is the cul-de-sac. Now these situations are basically dead ends, just like a cul-de-sac. You work and you work and you work and growth just doesn't happen, right? There's really no light at the end of the tunnel when you're in a cul-de-sac. Now, these situations can be comfortable, which is why we often hang out here, right? Dead-end jobs, dead-end relationships. Situations where you've peaked and there's really no place else to grow but sideways or down. Maybe they're dead-end strategies in your business. So these situations, these cul-de-sacs, you need to quit them. Because let me tell you, they are occupying too much of your time, too much of your resources. They are preventing you from achieving your dreams. Now, the second curve, and this is the one that most people actually quit in way too soon, is the dip. If when to quit and when to stick is something that you feel you struggle with, then pause me right now and go order Seth Godin's book, The Dip, on Amazon, okay? Because in that book, he expands on what I am talking to you about right now. You are getting the cliff notes from me, okay? And so The Dip encompasses pretty much everything in life that is worth doing. When you first start off in something new, you have a ton of energy and excitement around it. And therefore, you spend a lot of effort Doing that thing in the beginning. And you also get a lot of results in the beginning. So, when you start in network marketing or direct sales, right, you usually have a couple of great cycles because you're tapping into your warm market. It's exciting, it's fun, it's easy to generate sales and leads, right? But then the dip hits. Your warm market taps out. You struggle breaking into a cold market, right? the newness, the excitement, that's worn off. And you find yourself working a ton of hours, spending a lot of energy, a lot of effort, but now you're not getting the results that you did in the beginning. And this is where most people quit. But the dip doesn't just occur if you're an entrepreneur in the network marketing industry. The dip occurs in basically anything you undertake. In the book, Seth Godin shared the example of medical school. Applying for and getting into medical school, that's the beginning. That's the exciting part. Everybody's excited for you. You have all of these dreams and visions of what your life is going to look like. But then you actually get into medical school and it is freaking hard. That's the dip. The dip is that network building, the inviting, the paperwork, the red tape, creating systems, Mastering Your Mindset, Bureaucracy. The dip is that long stretch, the book says, between beginner's luck and real accomplishment. And again, it's where most people quit because all of that stuff in the dip, it's hard. It takes time. It takes persistence. It takes a really thick skin too. And now let me ask you, is this reactive quitting? When people quit in the dip, sometimes. See, you have to ask yourself, is it worth the effort, the persistence, the time investment, the monetary investment? Are all of those things worth making it through the dip? Because let me tell you, on the other side of the dip, that is where the magic happens but most people who quit do so in the dip because it's too hard and that is reactive quitting. Very few people lean into the dip, push harder through the dip, change the rules of the game in the middle of the dip. Very few people get out of the box and try new things until something clicks, until something pushes you up that steep incline to success. Now the only other option, outside of pushing through and making it through the dip or quitting, the only other option is to live in the bottom of the dip, settling for mediocrity, settling for constant overwhelm, for misalignment in your life. And that's the worst place to be. But let me tell you, here's the problem. The problem is most of us don't consider the dip when we embark on something new. We don't realize all of the work that it's going to take. We don't realize it's going to take investment of my time, investment of my resources, monetary investment. To make it through the dip requires almost all of those things, almost all of the time. Most people also don't realize that to make it through the dip, you're going to have to quit the other things in your life that are stealing your time and your attention and your energy and your resources. Stealing those things and preventing them from generating the power that you need to overcome the dip. So there are two steps to identifying whether or not you should quit. Because hanging out in mediocrity in the bottom of that dip, that's the worst thing that you can do. Question number one, is this situation I'm contemplating quitting? And it does not matter the situation. Whatever situation you're looking at potentially quitting, Ask yourself, is it a cul-de-sac or is it a dip? Now, if it's a cul-de-sac, you need to quit right now, like yesterday, okay? Do not waste any more time or any more effort. But if it's a dip, now you have another couple of questions that you have to ask yourself. First of all, is the reward at the top of the dip worth the effort, worth the investment, worth the work that you are going to need to put into the dip to get through it to the top? Not only is the reward worth the effort at the top of the dip, but are you actually willing to make those investments of your time and of your resources? And then the second question is, does this thing move you closer to your big goals and your big dreams? And if the answer to either of those questions is no, then you should probably go ahead and quit. And that's strategic quitting. But if the answer is yes, yes, the reward is worth the effort. Yes, you are willing to make the investments and to do the work. Yes, this thing moves you closer to your big goals and dreams. Then maybe you need to re-examine some of the strategies that you're currently using instead of quitting. Some of the beliefs that you're holding on to. Maybe you need to quit those. Maybe it's the negative self-talk. Maybe it's the self-doubt. Maybe it's the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Maybe that's what you need to quit. Maybe those are the things that you need to quit, not your dream. Now, I wanna make this very important point. And hear me when I say this, okay? Your dreams are allowed to evolve. And when they do, stop holding on to what you feel or think you should do or what you should want. Because when you focus on the shoulds in life, that is only going to keep you stuck and unfulfilled. And this is what I was doing when I was teetering in between whether or not I should quit my online health coaching to fully pursue my coaching business, right? I was trying to stay true to what I felt like I should want, to the dreams that I once had. But my dreams had evolved. I, as a person, had evolved. And recognizing that it's okay to evolve, that it's okay for your dreams to evolve too, recognizing that is essential to understanding what you should quit and what you should stick to. Because when you quit the things that are wrong for you, you free up the energy that you need to truly chase your dreams and to step into your true potential. Quitting the situations, the people, the beliefs, the systems and the strategies that aren't aligned with your big goals and your dreams, or that are revealing themselves as cul-de-sacs, when you quit those things, that actually unlocks the door to both success and fulfillment. So you can quit those things strategically, or you can keep on trekking through those dead-end relationships, those dead-end roads, those dead-end strategies, that dead-end job, all of which are keeping you stuck and keeping you living in a life of mediocrity. And so let me ask you this. Do you want to look back in five years and say, well, friends, I didn't quit, but I also didn't find happiness, abundance, or purpose either? Or do you want to be standing in your dreams totally fulfilled, totally surrounded with abundance? So let me ask you, because I'm guessing you answered the latter. What are one or two cul de sacs that you need to quit right now to free up the energy that you need to make it through your dip? Now commit to quitting those right now, today, and go live in your dreams and your true potential. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Knots and Double Shots Podcast. Before you go, I would love to hear from you. If you loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate it if you would drop me a review. And if you had any mega takeaways, share them with your friends, your neighbors, heck, anybody. Share them on your Instagram and your Facebook stories too, and tag me at Partying with Twins. Until next time, ladies, keep your top knots high and your coffee hot, and love the life you're living.